players, guys, welcome. Uh, welcome to Sports Plus Live Podcast, episode number 84. Um, I'm going to do something a little different right now. Follow me on Instagram, Sports Plus Live, and, and, and Twitter, it's Sports Plus Life. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, M-R-A-K-A-C-O, Mr. A-K-A-C-O, and uh, YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. Follow your boy, hit the follow button, hit all the bells, um, hit the bells, you know, when we upload a new video, and go ahead and follow me. Spotify, uh, what else? Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. We're on all of them, um, except for SoundCloud. Don't get me started. Anyways, um, <clears throat> we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to digest coming from the weekend. And um, not to mention, I always thought about it right now. We have fights this weekend. How the hell am I going to fit in all this stuff? I don't know how I'm going to do it. I didn't know how I'm going to do it. Um, don't worry, I could do it here. Um, I got everything pulled up. I didn't do my homework on the fights coming up this weekend, but there's fights coming up this weekend. Very exciting fights coming up. But we're here to talk about football and fights that happened this last week on ABC and probably single-handedly, not even, not probably, but the the best individual performers we've ever seen in any cage any ring i mean i couldn't believe it we'll talk about that for sure but i want to start out with <clears throat> um let's start with the chiefs chiefs and browns chiefs and browns put on it was a very up and down game started out with the chiefs dominating uh chiefs are dominating patrick mahomes is dominating patrick mahomes scored uh, ran one in for a touchdown, then ended up throwing one to Travis Kelsey. Um, and they kind of died down from there. That was, that was that, that, So that right there is 13 points. And then they ended up scoring nine points off of field goal. So it didn't be like 22. And then, so it was like 22, th- 22 to 16, I think, at one point, I think is what it was. Um, but yeah, um, Good game. Second, first half went as went how I thought it would be. There were some times in there when the Browns could not stop any third downs or fourth downs uh, conversions, and that hurt them. I think in the end, um, it did not allow Baker Mayfield and that offense to get in some sort of rhythm. When they did get in a rhythm, the end of that second quarter, going into the half, um, they fumbled the ball, fumbled the ball in the end zone for a touchback and that hurt I think that one right there hurt them the most because there was a missed opportunity miss going into the second half I don't remember if they got the ball back or not but either way I mean that's confidence going into halftime knowing you're that much closer to the champions and the MVP um, but I don't remember what quarter it was but they ran the same play they scored the first touchdown with and um and um, I don't know what happened. Patrick Mahomes like kind of got like Bret Hart bulldogged into the ground. Like the guy had his arm at first. Just took it, looking at taking a quick glance at it. I thought he got choked out. But I've seen that before. I've seen people get choked out like fairly quickly. I've seen it before. Just people just get they go like this. They get stiff. They're oh shit, what happened? You've, you've seen it, but um, especially the way their arm was around the neck. I was like oh shit. They just choked out the MVP of this league. <laughs> and then the way he got up, he started stumbling. I goes like, 
and then my brother's like, look at the replay. And um, you see his arm kind of stiffen up like, oh, yeah. Something happened. And didn't look like he ever got hit in the back of the head. You never really saw it. Um, but I think it was a neck thing. Um, the way, because, you I mean, you could sit there. Your arms are, you know, the arms in there. Not enough room for, you know, the helmet and stuff like that to move. Even though we never touched. I mean, it was just weird. It was a weird situation. And on comes someone, I a name I haven't heard in Jesus. I don't even know how many. Let me just take a look here. How many years? Chad Haney. For, right? Was he the one? I don't even know. Was that the one from the Bears? Chad Haney. Hold on. Let me take a look here. I'm going to see his <laughs> Um, Where is it at? Chad Haney. Holy shit. I haven't seen that. Uh, I haven't heard that name in so long. Um, Went to Michigan. Okay. Let me take a look here before I start messing up his credentials. So Chad Haney got drafted by the Dolphins, right? Then Jacksonville. I mean, he's been with the Dolphins 2008, 2011. And then 2012, 2017, he's with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then he's been a backup for the last few years since 2018 for the Chiefs. So, um, I mean, pencil him in for the Hall of Fame already. Jesus, look what he did. <laughs> and he ended up having to come in. And I have, I mean, I was like, who the hell? I, for some reason, I thought it was like Matt Schraub or something like that. I mean, I didn't expect Chad Haney to come out of there. Maybe even was it Chase Daniels at the name? Chase Daniels, the guy from Missouri. Um, I was a little shocked. You know, I was a little out of it. For some reason, like Sunday, I was like just out of it. And, um, you know, I'm just sitting there just watching. And Chad Haney's out there throwing dimes. He's out there. Throwing darts, as uh, some of my friends would say. And he looks comfortable. I mean, that's what being in that offense. I mean, he's been there for a few years. He knows the playbook, obviously. But I think a lot of that testament is to also how good Tyreek Hill is. How good that offense is in general. Um, Is it Hardman? Um, Williams? Kelsey? I mean, uh, um, Hill? They all, I mean, it's very, very, it's, I think your offense is a whole lot better if you have someone like Travis Kelsey there. Because Travis Kelsey was just catching everything. Everything, in the, that middle of the field belonged to Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey just showed why um, why he could handle black girls. I mean, he's a, just, he swung that dick around and was like, listen, I can handle, I can handle anything that comes my way. He can get that razor fade, you know? With the part in it. He can go to the barber shop. He knows how to order his haircut. He knows what he wants. And he showed why he's the best tight end in the league. Possibly ever. He just showed it. Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill is just a different monster. I mean, holy shit. And um, even with all that said, I mean, they, the, I think the Browns did a good job of keeping them within... But not scoring touchdowns, too. So in that second, I think, let me pull up the box score here. I'm going to pull it up here. Because I want to say that, yeah. I mean, they kept them. They only scored three points in that second half. The Chiefs only scored three points in that second half. And the Browns kind of let it slip out of their hands right there. The Browns kind of let it slip. Kept them. They did a good job keeping them you know, at field goals. 
only field goals. Touchdowns are very, very important. Um, but I think what it came down to was a little bit of experience and mostly experience as far as the players go, but also coaching experience. It came down to coaching. Andy Reid knows what he has. He's just smart enough. He's been there before. He's not afraid of the big lights. He's not afraid of the big sandwiches. He'll eat them all up. He'll gobble them all up. You know? And he'll go in there and he'll out-coach you. And that's exactly what he did to an you know, uh, experienced coach like Stefanski, who's never been in the playoffs before. This is the first playoff game he's actually coached. He didn't coach last week, if you guys remember that. So, um, this was, yeah, this definitely came down to coaching. I think ultimately it came down to coaching. Because the type of plays that Andy Reid was calling down the to- down there towards the end was just the absolute utmost faith he had, utmost utmost faith he had in his players, especially his quarter, his backup quarterback. I mean, I was so impressed. I just sat there and I was like, "What am I watching? What is this? Am I playing Madden?" Um. It was crazy. I mean, I was watching the replay right now. It's playing right here in the background of Patrick Mahomes, and I'm looking at it. Yeah, it was like a bulldog. The guy just didn't let go of his neck. It could be. Yeah, it looked like a neck injury, if anything. Um, I don't know who was it. That was a Miles Garrett. I can't tell. But he got up right away, and um, then he ended up running back to the back. But watch Chad Haney's strength. It's just. Strample, was like that was like third and twenty. That was like third and twenty, shortly one yard, and then they call that one play. Um, well, they didn't think it was going to be a play. Kick it out to Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill just gets the first down, sits down, inbounds, and then um, does the damn thing. I mean, that's just. I mean, it's just it was you were coached. I mean, you just, they just had the better players. I mean, the better experience. Um, they It's all it came down to. And the Browns, I mean, I mean, let's talk about the Browns. The Browns did pretty well, obviously defensively, holding them to where they did. Um, and I thought Baker Mayfield did really good in that second quarter. Started slinging the ball. Did throw that pick to Tyrone Matthew. Um, and then but Jar- Jarvis Landry did a good job. I thought the tight ends and Joku and Ty- Hooper did a great job. Um, I think everyone did a pretty good job. It just was they couldn't convert those third downs. They couldn't stop those third downs and fourth downs. So I think it just came down to coach and really call playing. I mean, I think they're going to get better from this, which is pretty crazy because 11-5, can they go 10, you know, 12-4? and four? There we say 13-3. and three. Can they win a division? Who knows if Ben Roethlisberger is going to be there? You know, that's going to be a different look in the North because who knows? You don't even know if Juju Smith is going to come back. They have a lot of talent there. They have Claypool. They have Connor. Um, Washington. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But they don't. Have, they might not have a quarterback. They might not have a quarterback. They're not going to put the hand. They're going to put the ball in Mason Rudolph's hands, are they? Possibly. They might have to. Um, take a look at the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, they got beat up. We'll talk about them here in a second. Um. They just announced today that they're going to release Ingram, Mark Ingram, which isn't going to be a big blow. I mean, just going to release cap space. They already have two good running backs, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins. Um, but I think moving forward for the Browns, 
it's just nothing but up. They also made themselves, obviously they made themselves a playoff contender, not to mention a good destination to go play a ball at. A lot of eyes on that exciting team, young team. A lot of eyes are on Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield might be getting a big, big contract here coming soon. Taking that team from zero wins to 11 and five. Um, and I'm not saying that because obviously I'm a baker. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, I'm a baker guy, but the proof is in the pudding. The guy can do it. And we'll see what happens. Will OBJ be back? They didn't need him. It's very obvious they didn't need him. And um, who knows what they'll add? Maybe offensive line. Because they're, they were... I would say thin, but there were there were a lot of injuries in the offensive line. Um, maybe some more defense to get these type of stops on people like the Chiefs. They didn't have Olivier Vernon. Maybe some more linebacker. I mean, the running game was solid, but it got stopped by the Chiefs. There's just probably little tweaks here and there that they could they could do to um, to take it to the next level, win a division, win the division, maybe a conference championship next year. But the ceiling's high now. I mean, the the bar is set. The bar is very, very high. You can't go back from here. Trust me. Listen, I know. We Denver Broncos won a Super Bowl. Next year, we just threw a dud. And um, <laughs> this is how it is. The bar keeps getting more higher and higher. Especially, you know, especially just the way things are. Social media, blah, 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 blah. But Baker Mayfield made a believer at everyone. The Chiefs are going on to AFC Championship. I do believe Patrick Mahomes will be playing next week. And I, I mean, I, what I saw wasn't any. It was they were put him in concussion protocol, but I don't think. I mean, honestly, there's nothing I think they can do to keep him away from the game. And they were playing the tough Buffalo Bills. Um, I don't know. Take a look here because I don't know if they played each other. I don't think they did, right? They did, and they beat the Buffalo Bills twenty six to seventeen. So depending on how this looks, I mean this this too could go down to coaching as well. But Josh Allen is the is that is that X factor, I guess you would say, um, for the Bills. Um, who knows? We'll preview this game later on. Next one, episode eighty eighty five of the Sports with Life podcast. Tune in, follow me. Um, but yeah, great game. But the second game I'm going to talk First off, let's get the other two anyway. Ravens, Bills. Bills beat the brakes out. There's not mean they did a good job. I knew this game was going to be a low-scoring game. I, I I figured the Bills were going to do the damn thing. Um, there's something about the Ravens that doesn't impress me. That just They, they lay duds every now and then. The Bills came out to play. Bills Mafia bringing the tables. The AFC Championship game, a la the Dudley Boys. But the cool thing about it, about that game, um, <clears throat> by the way, if you guys didn't watch it, I think Lamar Jackson went down in the fourth quarter. I think close to the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. Um, who came in for him? I don't remember. Huntley? Was it Huntley? Where the hell? Was he one of the... Let me see here. Um, Tyler Huntley. He from, I didn't like I said I didn't my I didn't do my homework. We're doing this on the fly. He went to Utah. 
Is this his first year? But he came in. I don't remember him scoring yesterday. I don't think he did, right? Yeah, he didn't score a touchdown, but like, I'm trying to remember where he came from. But anyways, what the hell happened to McSorley? McSorley was there. Robin Gr- By the way, RG3 got released too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember him playing earlier in the year. Well, all the injury stuff was happening. Lamar had COVID. But um, yeah, it just was a... Um, Lamar Jackson got hurt. I didn't even see what happened. Concussion too? He didn't knock his head? I think that's what it ended up being, right? Um, but anyways, I wasn't going anywhere with the huddling thing. I just didn't know. I didn't remember who he was. Went to Utah, I guess. But, um, yeah, the running game was bad for them. Passing was kind of there. They just couldn't punch it in. They just couldn't punch it in. No one over 100 yards. I mean, no one over five catches. Willie Sneed had the most catches for 25 yards. I mean, that Bills defense just kind of showed out. And not to mention, who was it? Who was the kid? Taron Johnson for the Bills. Taron Johnson for the Bills. If you guys remember, I posted it on this on um, on Instagram, Sports Plus Life, or maybe it was MRAKACO. Go follow it. Um, it's the dude in the combine who was running a drill and got domed in the head. And, in, in, you know, it, it was made everyone's like, oh, you know, make fun of him and stuff like that because he got domed in the head in the combine. Not to mention, he, um, I think he ended up getting benched this, this year, too. It came back. Got a pick six for 104 yards. 104 yard pick six. Talk about a 180, you know? Talk about just a good, you know, a good story, good stuff like that. I like I like seeing shit like that. People who had to overcome adversity, people who thought you weren't going to be worth the shit. Now look at you going to the AFC Championship game against possibly a, a Patrick Mahomes less Chiefs. So, and you're a game away from the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of guys probably got picked before you in the draft, but look where you're at, player. You know what I'm saying? Especially Josh Allen. Josh Allen, third year in the league, improved, improved, improved. Now look where he's at. Stefan Diggs had to fight. You know, was at uh he was at Minnesota, didn't like where he was at, got traded. Now look at him. Singletary, not to mention Singletary. There's a lot of guys there. Cole Beasley spent all this time in Dallas. Look at where he's at now. So that that team. That Buffalo Bills team is going to be ready to go. Beat the brakes off the Ravens. Very exciting to watch. I knew it was going to go down that way. I just knew. I'm fucking Nostradamus. I'm AKA Dramas. Like I just another ad, another AKA to the name. Nostradamus. Um, Rams Packers. Packers beat the brakes off the Rams. It just was going to happen. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers made Aaron Donald cry home. Let's try saying that three times fast. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers made Aaron Donald cry home. Just sent him home. Sent them packing. Goff had no business being out there. Couldn't do it. You could tell, man, just the way they were passing. They got the run was stopped for them. I mean, Aaron Rodgers throwing darts. The guy was just on another level, on another planet. He was just that good. Jalen Ramsey got made look like, I mean, Jalen Ramsey was non-existent to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams did what he wanted to do with that team, with that secondary I mean, come on. Tanyan was good. Not to mention um, Dylan came in, did very well. So, I mean, that game went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Nostradamus, players. Just, yeah, that's how I am, dog. It's who I am. It's how I am. Um, 
But now they're going to be playing the winner of the last game that was happening Sunday night, probably the best game of the weekend, the most high-skilled, high-leveled, most physical chess match, checkers game you've ever seen. I mean, it was a little back and forth, some physicality, like I'm going to play this play, I'm going to run this down your throat, I'm going to run this play. Um, But ultimately, it was one of those things where it was whoever made the least mistakes won that game. And the Buccaneers made the least mistakes. Tom Brady went out there, threw two touchdowns. I don't even know if he threw, but he threw a pick. Let me see. No picks. Drew Brees threw three picks. Three picks he threw. James Winston had a touchdown. Drew Brees had a passing touchdown. Um, Alvin Kamara stifled again. I don't know what happened to Alvin Kamara the last few games. I mean, I just don't. Let me take a look here. Not since Christmas. He's blow. I mean, he blew up in Christmas. Let me take a look here. I mean, that was a good game. Six touchdowns, but then, I mean, that's when the last time he played, when he played the, the Bears, 23 carries for 99 yards, one touchdown. Those aren't Alvin Kamara numbers, really, to think. I mean, I don't know what it's been. It was that Christmas game. Let me see this here. Let me pull up his numbers, numbers. Um, wow. I mean, honestly, he hasn't really rushed for 100, but he's caught. Yeah, he really hasn't been. He's blowing it out the water, has he? Except for that Christmas game. Touchdowns, one, two. I mean, yeah. He really hasn't done that much all year, which is pretty crazy to think, you know, from Alvin Kamara. But either way, I mean, this was a good game. I loved what I I loved what I saw. I love what I saw. Gronk played well. Bait Brait played well. Um let me see. I think the turning point in that game is Mike Evans even part of this. Mike Evans caught one pass for three yards. <laughs> uh, I mean, the ball was obviously spread out quite a bit, but I think it was the running game that helped him out um, a little bit. I mean, it was just really spread out. Everything was spread out. Um, but it wasn't a you know like a ridiculously top notch performance by either offense because the defense did a job. I mean, I think Drew Brees threw two pick sixes. I think the, the, the turning point was that fumble by Jared Cook, I think in the f- fourth quarter, third quarter. That was a turning point because they didn't throw in a pick six. The other way, Drew Brees threw a pick six the other way, and it was just downhill from there. I mean, you can't really come back from that. And they did it, and they couldn't. I think he threw another interception after that, so... A bad showing right there by Drew Brees. But it was still very high level, high competitive. I mean, it was it was a good game to watch. Very good game. I was very impressed. I didn't think this game was going to go the way it is because of how old these quarterbacks are, but they showed out. They showed out. And it was a game of inches. It was a game. It was a chess match. It was who's going to be the better quarterback, who's going to be the best coach. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady came out on top. Bruce Arians showed that he is a QB whisperer. Uh, mastermind, and now they're going on to Lambeau Field next Sunday to face Aaron Rodgers in the frozen tundra, as people would say. I wonder what the weather's going to be like. Let me take a look here while I pull it up here. Um, 
Green Bay weather. I don't know why it's said Saturday. I want it Sunday. Let me take a look here. It's supposed to be 28 degrees. I don't think it's going to be snow. It's still going to be cold, though. We'll see. Tom Brady's used to play in the cold, right? New England. Um, but a lot of speculation on whether or not this is Drew Brees' last season. If it is Drew Brees' last season, my, where it all started right here, San Diego hat is off to you, brother. Because there's nobody I don't think that I can even think of other than Tom Brady, other than Peyton Manning, that did it the right way. There's not a whole lot of people that done it the right way. And he serves as um, a role model, just somebody to look up to in this league. I mean, anyone. You can learn. I mean, anyone can learn from Tom, you know, from uh, Drew Brees. I mean, he went to San Diego, came out, started firing. Um, then got hurt, and they were like, well, we got to do it with you. We're going to take you to New Orleans and then just turn it around. I mean, let me go ahead and try to read off his accomplishments here, okay, because this deserves – this is going to take another five minutes. Super Bowl champion 54? Is that what it was? No. What the hell is that? 40 – I am so stupid. 40-something. I don't, I'm not even going to, 2009. Is that right? Yeah, probably 2000. Yeah, 44. Um, <laughs> I haven't read Roman numerals in a while. Um, Super Bowl champion, 44. Super Bowl MVP. Two-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year. Great accomplishment. Obviously very well deserving. NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 2014. First Team All-Pro in 2006. Um, that, he made it once. First Team All-Pro. So that's the kind of depth they've had to be put up to. Since he's been in the league, the type of people he's had to play with. I mean, there's there's, there's Tom Brady. I mean, Peyton Manning. I mean, God, look how lucky we are. We have Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Three of the top five quarterbacks to ever play the game. Easily top five. Um, let me keep going here. Four-time second All-Pro. Okay. Um, 13-time Pro Bowler. Seven-time NFL Passing Yards Leader. Um, Four-time NFL Passing Touchdowns Leader. Two-time NFL Passer Rating Leader. Six-time NFL completion percentage leader, ridiculous, and uh, Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year, Associated Press Male Athlete of the Year, Burt Bell Award, Art Rooney Award, Bart Starr Award, two-time Best Record-Breaking Performance SB Award winner, Maxwell Award, Chicago Tribune Silvers Football, and two-time Big Ten Offense Player of the Year, obviously at uh, Purdue, Boilermakers. But here's the records he holds. Records. Most career passing rush, passing yards. Well, I think we just obliterated. I think Tom Brady just passed him. Uh, most career passing, uh, pass completions, highest single season completions percentage was 74.4. Most consecutive games with a touchdown pass, most pass completions in a season, uh, most 5,000 passing yard seasons, highest completion percentage in a game, 96.7%. Most touchdown passes in a game. That's tied. I think that one's with the. Tom Brady or with the Payne Manning, right? Um, where's it at here? Is this seven touch? Oh, a lot of people do it. So eight people do it. Drew Brees, Nick Foles did it. Payne Manning, Joe Cap, Y.A. Tittle, 
George Blanda, Adrian Burke, Sid Luckman. Old school. A lot of old school. I mean, I could keep going on and on, but I'm not going to because we're a time crunch. But, I mean, you talk about a guy who did it right. Not to mention that time. And I, and this is where I, my respect for Drew Brees kicked in. I mean, he, he's going into contract year. I think it was like probably just a few years ago. He's going into contract year, and they're like, you know, most people will say, hold out. Hold out. Don't go to training camp. Don't do this. And he said, nope, I'm going to training camp. I got to play. That's the type of competitiveness that wins you championships. That's what wins Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees championships. Instead, we get people like Le'Veon Bell and stuff like that. They want to hold out for what? You didn't even get the money you asked for. But someone like Drew Brees is like, listen, I'm going to play. I know what I'm worth. I want to show you what I'm worth. I'm going to keep working hard for it. And that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. And he got paid. And and he's going to ride off in the sunset. Imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine this, okay? We talk about Drew Brees. Drew Brees probably has a commentating job set up somewhere. Maybe CBS, maybe Fox. Let's take a look at this. Commentating job or analyst job. Yeah, Tony Robo, CBS. Let's say Sunday night they replaced Chris Collinsworth with Drew Brees. Then it's Monday night, you're like, ah, I want to watch Monday night football. Boom. Pay Manning comes on. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, how clear are you going to get? I love watching Tony Romo. I would love to watch Drew Brees. Definitely would love to watch, listen to Payne Manning in that booth. I mean, dude, Tony Romo. That's why Tony Romo's getting paid because Payne Manning was getting asked this at ESPN. They're like, no, we want to keep, or, you know, Tony Romo's going to go here, blah, blah, blah. That's why Tony Romo's getting paid. It doesn't matter. Tony Romo's getting paid. Drew Brees is going to get paid. I want Payne Manning out there. But what I'm, what I'm, what I'm kind of bothers me with, we have to wait five years to put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, <laughs> I mean, did you guys listen to me just two seconds ago? Put him in right now. There doesn't have to be a five-year window. Just put him in. Peyton Manning, Al Wilson, throw him in there. Throw him in the mix. Just might as well throw him in there right now. There's no need to wait five years. I mean, it's gonna be unanimous, first ballot, Hall of Famer, blah blah blah. It's even baseball. This is football, damn it. And he deserves to be in there right now. Very well. I mean, a great career. A great dude. Um, never met him, but obviously you could just tell. You could just tell. You could just tell. Great dude. And deserves anything that comes his way. You could tell by his family. His family are good people. Looks like his kids. Did you see the videos and pictures of Tom Brady uh, mingling with Drew Brees after the game? And and, he and Tom Brady's throwing passes to his kids. And he, you could tell. It's just a good family. A good family, good dude. Um, I hope you know, hope it works out for him. Um, but you could tell. I think it was his last season, just the way he was talking to Jamie's Winston, the way he's looking around the field after he's running off. Um, great career, nothing to be ashamed of. And I am, you know, I'm very thrilled that I got to be, you know, be here for this. Watch this type of thing. Watch Drew Brees do his damn thing. Um, really cool. Not to mention watching Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I mean, I got to watch Elway, you know. That shows how old I am. Elway, Marino, Kelly, Montana. I mean, those, those are the people you get thrown in the mix with. But hats off to, uh, to Drew Brees. Um, and the final four are set. So it would be Packers versus Buccaneers and then the Chiefs versus Bills. 
I mean, I think I don't know. I'm gonna have to take a look. I want to go back to see if I if I picked. I want to say I picked the Packers and the Chiefs. I'm gonna go back and look, and if I did, I'm I'm slapping all you on everything. I'm slapping everybody in the face because I'm I'm Nostradamus. We're gonna see what happens. Um, but the individual performances did not stop there. They don't stop here because on Saturday, hold on. On Saturday, I saw the, I mean, I don't know what I saw. I saw the best individual performance I've ever seen in a cage by Max Holloway. Calvin Cater versus Max Holloway. And if you guys listened to the last podcast, which you should, because I'm Nostradamus and I'm smarter than you guys, I said that first round is going to be what dictates the rest of the matches. Was it, I mean, sorry, I was looking at something. Dictates the, the rest of the rounds. Because we all knew Calvin Cater was tough. And I also said that this was going to be fight of the year already. So let me just go and read these numbers off to you, okay? Significant strikes landed. The previous record, 290. Max Holloway, 445. Significant strikes. Shattered it by 150. 155. Significant strike attempts. The previous record, 515. Max Holloway, 744. 129? 130? No, 230. 129 more. Just ridiculous. Distance strikes landed, whatever that means. Previous record, 281. Max Holloway, 439. Significant head strikes landed. Previous, 244. Max Holloway, 274. That's not a good one for Max, for Calvin Cater. Um, significant body strikes landed. 92. Previous. Max Holloway is 117. So you thought I was done, right? No, I'm not. Significant strikes landed in a round. 134. Previous is the record. 141 landed by Max Holloway. In a round, 141. Total strikes landed. 361. Max Holloway, 447. Total strikes attempted, 541. Max Holloway, 746. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Broke eight records in one fight. Now, one part, Max Holloway made this one of the best fights so far in 2020. The second part was Calvin Cater's goal. Just the guy has balls of steel, just has eats clam chowder, lobster rolls, um, you know, sweats the Red Sox, the you know, the Patriots. And probably has, I don't know, Irish mafia in his blood because so many people would have gone down in it. Did you guys see what happened to um, T City? Dude, T City was just done. I mean, you couldn't, he couldn't continue. I mean, Calvin Cater, I don't know what I mean, the guy kept. He was fighting back. He was still fighting back. And not to mention, at one point, Max Holloway hit Calvin Cater with a no look punch, and then a no look five. Punch dodge from Calvin. He dodged five Calvin Cater's five piece combo without looking and talking to the commentary. I've never in my years, it's a lot of them, seen anything like that. I couldn't believe it. Never. No one's done that. 
No one has looked that good ever. Not Conor McGregor. Not I mean, not even Habib Nurmagomedov. As dominant he he's been. I mean, I mean, that was on another level. Not even John Jones, Anderson Silva. I mean, Anderson Silva did pretty good. And that one against Forrest Griffin, but it wasn't for you know, it wasn't. It was Forrest Griffin. I mean, Forrest Griffin kind of was like lumbering. This is Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater is a beast at boxing. And Max Holloway jumped in him early, just like I said. What would happen if he if the first round happened the way it was supposed to happen? If Max Holloway jumped on him in that first round, that was going to change the way the fight looked. And exactly, that's exactly what happened. Why? Because I'm Nostradamus and I'm smarter than you. But, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe what I saw from Max Holloway. Blessed Holloway. And then, after the fight, he's like, hey, I'm staying here till next week. If something pops off, I'm jumping in in the main event. I don't care. You know, (laughs) Dude, there's, there, I tell you, man, there's some people just built different for the fight game. Max Holloway is one of them. Good dude, good father, good family man, video gamer, and probably one of the best fighters in the world. I mean, I mean, let me take a look. Let me pop up his, because I didn't even have it up, but I wasn't going to talk about it, but let me show you who he's fought, okay? Because, not, I mean, I pulled up um, Anthony Pettis' fought. Dustin Poirier, he's fought Cowboy Cerrone a couple times, Rafael Dos Anjos, he's fought Gilbert Melendez, I mean, on and on and on, but Max Holloway, this is the type of people who's fought and beaten, too, by the way, um, where's it at, where's it at, let's see here, um, Frankie Edgar, beat Frankie Edgar, Brian Ortega, he's put, he lost to Dustin Poirier, that was a decision, uh, beat Jose Aldo for the championship twice and beat Anthony Pettis, beat Ricardo Lamas, Jeremy Stevens, Charlie Oliveri, beat Charlie Oliveri, who's on an eight feet, eight feet fight win streak right now. Beat Cub Swanson, submit, submitted him. Beat Cole Miller, used to be pretty tough back in the day. Um, Kurosani, Collard, Andre Feely, and Will Chope. Before, before that, he lost to Conor McGregor and Dennis Bermudez. By the way, Conor McGregor, that was different. Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor won that fight with the torn ACL, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was that one. I think it was that one. But that was 2014. Then he goes on to win. His first loss was 2019 to Dustin Poirier, which, by the way, was for the lightweight championship, not the featherweight championship. Um, and then he beat Frankie Edgar for the featherweight championship. So this just solidified why he's probably the best featherweight you've ever seen. I used to say Jose Aldo was, but when I, after I see what Max Holloway did, there's no debate. No debate. Just no debate whatsoever. Max Holloway's a beast. Monstro. El Cucu, he's a new El Cucuy. It was crazy. I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I watched. And I'm just sitting there like, dude, he came out possessed. I've never seen... Anyone come out that way. And then stick it for five rounds. And not to mention, we also had Carlos Condit and Matt Brown on the card. And Carlos Condit and Matt Brown delivered a good fight. Carlos Condit came out on top. I thought he won the fight. Split decision, two to one. Great fight. Um, See what's next for Carlos Condit. Maybe Vicente Luque. Um, Fight of the night was the heavyweights. Like I said, it would be. Um... Besides uh, Max Holloway, I don't know if that was in being. It was a heavyweight. Justin Toffa versus Carlos Felipe. Bangers. I mean, these guys are swinging big boys, too. 
Couldn't believe they didn't knock they didn't knock each other out. Um The Man, a lot of the other fights weren't that good. I mean, I tried to watch them. I was watching football at the same time. Joaquin Buckley got buckled by DiCirico. Um, oh, what's his name? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, the Hawaiian. Uh, what is it? Punahile Soriano. And then Jing, Jing, Li Jing Lang knocked out uh, Ponzinibbio. Those are sick. Ponzinibbio got knocked out cold. Um, Buckley got knocked out vicious. And Soriano's vicious, too. I mean, I like that dude at middleweight. I mean, you might even see middleweight. Let's see here. What? Who is, who's that middleweight? I mean, there's a champion. Maybe Chris Weidman. We'll see what happens at middleweight. But I just couldn't get over Max Holloway. Did. I mean, I don't. There's not much to say really. Max Holloway is the best ever. Calvin Cater is probably the toughest chin you ever seen. Dude, he took some beat downs. And he recovered. Every round he came back, left the round smiling, came back and, you know, tried to try to bang. Just couldn't do it. Max Holloway just one step ahead, very well conditioned. Doesn't spar anymore, so that could be a lot to it too. Doesn't spar. So that's what a lot of fighters, I mean, that's what takes those years off your head, off your dome is that sparring. Because even with the head bit, with the with the headgear, it's still, I mean, you're still getting your head wrung a couple of times, you know? Man. Um, but yeah, because haven't seen it, go to sports plus life on Instagram and, uh, go check it out. I have the highlight up there of him doing the no look bangers and it's on ABC. You might be able to look at it on the man somewhere. I'm going to go rewatch it again. It was that freaking crazy. Um, but this week ending out, um, it's fight week. So we also have Conor McGregor with Justin Poirier, which we'll go over in the next episode. That'll be on Saturday. And then this week on Wednesday, early Oh, it's early. Look at 10 o'clock. You see that? Hold on. What's this? It's 7. So it starts early on Wednesday. Holy shit. I'm glad I saw that. Um, let me take a look at the prelims here because I didn't do my homework. Uncle Edgar did not do his homework. Uncle Edgar was babysitting all weekend. I'm excited. I got to see my baby girl. Got to see her. We're cool. We're chilling. Um, take a look here. Or Nurmagomedov. There's Nurmagomedov on the card. You know how that goes. Versus Amrazov, another Russian. So you see two Russians going at it. Mason Jones versus Mike Davis. Another fight to look out for. Um, Francisco Figueroa. I think that's uh, Davison Figueroa's brother. Versus Jerome Rivera. That's going to be another banger. Um, Marcus Perez versus Dalcha. Lungi Moila. That's a good card. Until you see Marcus Perez on the card, you better watch it. Um, Ricky Simon. Versus Gaetano Priello. Ricky Simon always brings a smoke. Tom Breeze versus Armari Akhmedov. That's going to be a good fight. I'm taking Akhmedov. Um, the main card. Pretty good number. Pretty good names. Leon Murphy versus Douglas Silva de Andrade. And Matthew Snell versus Tyson M. I mean, you want to see Flywood's bang? That's the one. Danger Snell versus Tyson M. Smoke sesh. Just straight. Early in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning. Don't forget. Um, Roxanne Matafari, the what is it, the gentle ninja? What's her name? What do they call her? Something ninja, something samurai, something nice. She's a nice girl versus Arahu, and then Vinicius Morella versus Ike Villanueva, light heavyweight. Worley Alves, Monir Lasez, and then of course the Michael Kies versus Neil Magny main event. What was the original main event? I think it was Kevin Holland, right? No. It was Hazmat and Leon Edwards, damn it. But Michael Kiesa was Neil Wagner. It's 
this is going to be one of those chess matches too because it might not be exciting. I'll be honest with you. It might not be exciting because as good as these guys are, they're very, I mean, they're high level. They're tough, tough dudes as well. We'll see. We'll see what happens because Michael Kiesa can bring a good fight, but he loves to grapple and he makes the fight very boring. Um, Neil Wagney can make the fight very interesting. Loves to grapple, makes the fight boring. I mean, it's, that's what you're in for. That's what you're looking for, straight up. Um, but I'll break it down. Watch for me on um, sportsbetteradvice.com. I'll make my picks, sportsbetteradvice.com. And I'm going to make my picks. I'll have to come out and do them tomorrow. When By the time this is out, you'll see them, probably. So sportsbetteradvice.com. Um, that's it. That's all I have, man. That's all. It was. Uh, you see me take a couple of drinks of water. Like, it was a lot to talk about. A lot to digest what happened this weekend. Um, I didn't even talk about NFL. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't even talk about NBA. Bunch of football going on, soccer going on. Um, By the way, something did happen this weekend, and I'm going to end it like this. One of my favorite players to ever play the game, Wayne Rooney, has retired because he's now been appointed the manager of Derby County in the championship league. I think is what it is, right in the Premier League. Um, Wayne Rooney, Manchester United legend, started his career at Everton at 16 years old, as a young professional, 16 years old, um, and then ended up getting bought by Manchester United and just a legend. I mean, Manchester United is where he became a legend. Um, captain, goal scorer, the one of the best goal scorers in the Premier League. Um, I mean, he probably has the best goal I've ever seen in my life is the overhead kick over Manchester City. And I'll never forget, it was like 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning. And um, he just winds up, cranks it, Nani, or skulls, Nani. Nani swings it into Rooney. Oh, how? I mean, it was just boom. I mean, I'm going to put it up. I'm going to put it up this week on um, on Instagram. But it's like, and I remember yelling. Because <laughs> my roommate, Mo, shout out to Papa. Shout out to Papa. And it's at like six, seven, six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. I'm just yelling. I couldn't believe it. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> but I had the pleasure of watching him play here against uh, AS Roma in Denver. I saw him score a goal. Um, I was very fortunate. I mean, that's a very fortunate time. I mean, because I'm a big Manchester United guy. I've never been to Theater Dreams. Hopefully, when all this shit clears up, I'll be able to. I'm one way or another. I'll get hustled over there. I will get um, I'll hustle my way over there. Maybe I'll be stowed away in the old school and like a, par- a plane wheel or something like that. We'll see. Um, but shout out to Wayne Rooney for retirement. Um, best English player ever. I mean, you talk about people like Michael Owen. You talk about people like, I mean, I don't even know. When you talk about English players, like Alan Shear, you have to mention Wayne Rooney. Obviously. So Waza, thank you very much for the memories. Um, I hope we don't see you in an FA Cup or anything like that. Um, but that's it. That's all I got. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Follow me on Sports Plus Life, Instagram and Twitter, uh, M-R-A-K-A-C-O, Instagram and Twitter, YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. And that's it. I'll let your boy hit all the bells. Take care of yourselves. I love you guys. And I will catch you guys on the Sports Plus Life podcast, episode number 85. Let's.